Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Dave. Dave, I guess the gods of music feel like they need to punish me for, I guess, last episode, maybe. Oh, no. Things just kept on getting worse and worse. And then also, I guess I'm now sick. Oh, wow. Been a hell of a week, then. Hell of a week. Your recorder went out. If I'm not mistaken. $200 plus dollar recorder broke, yes. Yeah, on the day of an interview. Yeah, that was an embarrassing call. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, I haven't, I, just for the listeners here, I don't know Ian's review of his concert he went to, but now I'm nervous to hear about it. So, <laughs> Lots of other shit happened, but we are going to try and be a little bit more positive today, a little bit more uplifting, maybe, because we really do have a shit ton of really great things to talk about, right? Yes. One big thing in particular. More dick jokes, man. All the time with you. (laughs) Always. (laughs) All the time. All the time. But yeah, we do have a lot of really good stuff to talk about. I apologize for my voice. Maybe I sound a little bit sexier, possibly, so I don't apologize for that. But in general, (laughs) I'm going to apologize And we are going to get right to it, right to the fun, with a brand new Ian's Insights. The trigger warning that is letting everyone know that it's time for Ian's Insights. Thank you very much to Chugaboom for that little intro there. <laughs> Love them. We will actually talk about them a little bit later in the show. But for yep. right now, we're going to talk about the big topic on everyone's lips, on everyone's minds. And that is, Brendan Urie is the next person to be on the cover of Alternative Press. Oh my gosh. Yes, everyone's talking about it. For the 135th time. 
No way. I, I'm blown away. I'm so happy he landed the cover. He's amazing. The magazine's amazing. It's about time that they start really giving attention to those really small artists. Oh my gosh, I know. I, I bet he's going to hang this up in his room. <laughs> a poster printout, this magazine cover. I had a really mean joke. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Anyways, obviously we are joking, except that that is real. Yeah. That is just not what anyone's talking about because no one gives a shit about alternative press anymore. So No, Dream is dead. Fuck all them. They really do suck. So we are going to be talking about a less controversial person and band, As I Lay Dying. No, and the can of worms have been opened. That can of worms, that can of whoop-ass, whatever yep. you want to say. Yeah, we're going to talk about it because really everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And if they weren't talking about it, we probably wouldn't talk about it either because there is always that question, do you give promotion to someone like Tim Lambesis? Yeah, and it's so all over the internet right now. Who are we not to weigh in with our two cents? Exactly. And I think a lot of this is just going to be giving people all the details yeah. to the best of if our you, ability. Yeah. And if you guys don't know, me and Ian, are, I think we do pretty good to see both sides of everything. We try and to. I think it yeah. should make it pretty interesting. And I think that's the point of this, really. It's not to take one hard stance on one way because we could if we want to. But yeah, let's see both sides of the story. Yep. So... For anyone that doesn't know, very, very brief kind of outline and you know intro to this, Tim Lambesis is the lead vocalist for the band As I Lay Dying. Now, they were huge in yeah. metalcore for a long time, up until, what, around 2012, a little bit after yeah. that? Yeah. At that time. Now, were they still a Christian band the entire time? Uh, you know, I think they might have claimed they were, but I... I, I... I don't think so. It was a little yeah. iffy, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll say that's on the maybe kind of yeah. category. So Tim at that point was, I don't think this is alleged. I think he took a shit ton of steroids. Yeah. And he actually used that as an excuse to why he did what he did next. And and apparently he hired someone who was an undercover officer or an undercover agent. He hired a person to kill at that time, I think his current wife, right? Yes. Yeah. Now his ex-wife. But yeah. I believe current wife at the time. Maybe ex-wife at the time, too, who we did. I. That's the part that I don't really remember. But yeah. he hired this guy to do the killing. It turned out that it was an undercover sting, so it didn't happen. But right there, he was trying to kill his wife. He wanted his wife dead. They also have children that would have left them, obviously, parentless. Ex-wife or current wife. Or not even a relation to anything. You just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's nope, definitely not, not a great. Good look. No. So he was convicted. He went to jail. I think he was supposed to. And I apologize for not having the exact things. I, I know I'm slightly correct on this. I think he was sentenced to around five to six years. But mm -hmm. he didn't serve all that time. <clears throat> But he yeah. didn't serve all that time. I think he only served around two and a half years of that. Yeah, good behavior. Yeah, he didn't hire anyone to kill anyone nah. while he was there. Yeah. Now, at that time, he did try to counter sue because of the steroids and all that kind of stuff. 
And at that time, people that were in the band were very disappointed in him for doing that because it seemed like he was not rehabilitated. Yeah, as they should be, yeah. (laughs) Right. And for anyone that doesn't know, the rest of the band went off and did their own side project or their own full project at that time called Woven War. Now, Uh Woven War might still be together, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. But now that doesn't really matter because they're back with Tim. Now that Tim is out of prison, they put out a brand new track on Friday. And everyone has been talking about whether or not you should support the band, whether or not you should even talk about them. You know, there are many, many polarizing opinions on this. Yeah, and they have caused great debate in every comment section on any social media. (laughs) For sure. Now, I took the method or I took the way of making jokes because that's what I do. So every Facebook message, every Twitter message was a joke about him trying to kill his wife. Yes, I would like to know what Jesselnik would say about this, but yeah. It might be a little under him. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun. And I never went ahead and really told my opinion. I think we talked about it a couple times on the show. I think our overarching opinion was that we love so much music that we definitely weren't waiting for As I Lay Dying to come back. No. Didn't give a shit. I could name 50 bands, maybe more, that I would care about more than As I Lay Dying. Yeah. (laughs) Easily. Easily, yeah. And I listened to the new track because, you know, obviously everyone is, so... For this one, I can jump off the bridge as well. It doesn't really matter. And it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't blown away by it. And the lyrical content is, you know, about forgiveness and I can't believe I was this person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I wasn't blown away by it. I mean, I think there are better metalcore bands out there. Yeah, definitely. Many more. So the question would be, though, and this is where people will be like, well, don't support as I lay dying, like, what are you doing even listening to the track? From what I read, his ex-wife gets half the profits of anything that's As I Lay Dying. Huh. So, if you stream it on Spotify, if at some point, you know, they sell albums or do whatever, she would be kind of supported by those actions. Yep. So, think about it that way, too. Raking Raking in the cash. At some point, they probably will. Yep. I would imagine. And then on that note, I believe the very first live show that they're going to be playing is in a few days, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's halfway through June. They're playing in San Diego with Secrets. (sighs) Yeah. Secrets, huh? Tim has some secrets. (laughs) But um, And I know I use some Twitter jokes about that as well. (laughs) but the question will be, is that the right thing to do? Like is secrets. Like I looked at some of the comment sections when secrets announced the concert. And a lot of people are like, we're not listening to you anymore. Good to know where your moral ground is. You know, all that kind of stuff. I didn't see a whole lot of positives. No, 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 no. I didn't either. Especially with their caption. I think they said it was like a dream come true type of thing. Yeah. And I think for a lot of bands, Playing with As I Lay Dying would be a dream come true. Yeah. But you then have to think, well, this person really wanted to kill somebody. 
and not just somebody too, his wife, the mother of his children. Yeah. So you kind of have to let that sink in. And there are lots of people that are completely against this. There's Jared Alonji hates the idea of anyone supporting anything to do with Tim Lambesis. There's, yeah. you know, Jamie Josta of Hatebreed. He said some things and then he kind of backtracked and was like, oh, I'll talk to the guys in Woven War, you know, that kind of thing. And then yeah. there are many others. I mean, let's talk about Ash from Sumerian Records, right? He is Sumerian, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Ash, who we've talked about before on the show, who's very outspoken. I believe he was talking about periphery, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah. So he was like basically paraphrasing his tweets. If you want to read them, you probably should. They're pretty funny. He is like, fuck these guys. Anyone in the industry, fuck you if you work with them. Going all out, saying basically I would burn any bridge to make sure that yeah. this shit didn't happen. Yeah, and, and there was some on the positive type side too, which was kind of odd. I mean, I guess I didn't expect, I think taking a stand for, as I lay dying on social media right now, you could really hurt your band, I think, more than help. Possibly, but then I think it's just going to die down. Yeah. And believe me, if I was completely in favor of, re you know, if I was, it's hard to say, if I was completely in favor of them, I yeah. would have no problem going out there and saying something. But I'm not yeah. sure that would ruin the show. No. I don't know. I don't know. I think people know that we speak our minds. Maybe that's why we're not as popular as we could be. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But I do know at least two friends of the show that were a big proponent for letting Tim have a second chance, for supporting As I Lay Dying, and that was Ryan Kirby of Fit for a King, yep. and a person who was very outspoken about it, Garrett Russell of Silent Planet. Yeah, they make a good point, or at least I forget exactly what Ryan Kirby said. I think he agreed with what a yeah. lot of people were saying. But what Garrett Russell said was, look, why do we have a prison system if we're not going to give people second chances? It's true. You know, that is the point of going to jail is paying for your crime. And then hopefully you're rehabilitated so that you can go ahead and become a regular you know, society member. Yeah. And lots of businesses hire ex-cons. Yeah. So the question Some, is, yeah. yeah, I mean, if we don't use the prison system for what's supposed to do, what, we're just not supposed to trust anyone that comes out of it? Yeah, I think it comes down to how much faith you have in the judicial system. You know, I think it comes down to that, and that's a really tricky gray area. Oh, for sure. Because you don't really know, especially when a lot of people have said in the past, that Tim has used the Christian metalcore kind of mantra yeah. to get them ahead, to get them money, yeah. even if he's not. Because you would think, obviously, too, if you're supposed to be religious and you get your moral ground from religion, then you're probably not going to want to kill your wife. Probably not. So, you know, there's that and there's that. Bold strategy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Initially, it didn't pay off for him. No, it didn't. But Now, though. Now, and that's <laughs> one of the jokes as well that people have been making. I mean, if your band's not doing that great and it's like, yeah. hey, you want a big comeback, you know, hire someone to kill your wife and then go to jail and then come back later and everyone's going to love you all of a sudden. Yep. I've, I think I've made three calls of different hitmen to kill Ian. So, oh, 
We are going to blow up, buddy. You know what's funny? I don't even hope that that helps with ratings and all that kind of stuff. I hope it just actually happens. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I've lived enough. It's fine. But one of the big things that people are asking is, where's the statement? All of a sudden, the song just dropped. And there was no announcement whatsoever. And now, at the time of this recording, we do have a tweet from the band, from their main account. And this is what it says. It's difficult to encapsulate all the topics we want to address with a written statement. We understand there are many questions and we plan to address them this week. So, by the time this show actually comes out, we might have more answers. Yep. That should make it even more interesting on the internet. Yeah. Now, I put this out on Twitter, but anyone from As I Lay Dying, if you want to come on Ian Hates Music, Ian Hates Conversations... We'll have a real talk. You want to talk about all this stuff? Don't go to AP. Don't go to Rock Sound. Don't go to Rolling Stone. Don't go to any of that shit. Come to an indie music podcast. Like, how awesome would that be? (laughs) Yeah. I'll ask the real questions. I'll listen. You go ahead and you go off on everything you want to tell people. Come on. Ian hates. Put us on the map. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Nothing we're doing is working. (laughs) The positivity is just flowing <laughs> from Ian. So yeah, I once again, I don't think the point of having this talk is to be like, yes, you should support them, or no, you shouldn't support them. The part about music is you can do whatever you want. I mean, there yeah. is so much good music out there that what does it matter? Yeah, and yeah. So if you enjoy the song, go enjoy it. If you are against the band, I mean, then just be against it. But I mean, both sides, I think you really need to weigh in, like we're saying, the up the pros and cons of whatever you're siding with, um, be able to see both sides. I mean, do you, his crime's so tricky. I think that's half the problem is he wouldn't have ever turned himself in. He just got caught, you know, right. it's not like he got busted, you know, I mean, he got busted, but it was behind the scenes, you know, like if he got away with it, he would have just slid through the cracks. Yeah. He did want to murder someone, but it's actually even too much of a coward to do it himself. Yeah. And I think I've said that on the show before, and I'm sure many other people have said it. It's not like he got caught in the process of literally going to kill his wife. He hired somebody to do it for him. Yeah. So it's like shady on top of shady. It's just, um, yeah, it's a tough one to forgive just because it's so, I don't know, dishonest to begin with. Right, and people could say from the very beginning that he didn't get enough of a sentence to begin with. Because think about... Oh, definitely not. Yeah, think about had the hit actually gone through, if it wasn't someone who was undercover and that person had actually killed his wife, he would have been in jail for the rest of his life or should have been in yeah. jail for the rest of his life. Instead, he's sentenced to only five or six years and then doesn't even do half of it, right? I mean, it's somewhere close to there, but that's it. So, you know, was there really a debt paid? Do you get a break for not going through like your plan was so dumb that, you know, it didn't work out? I try to put in my mind, like if someone opened, like you found out someone really close to you, closest to you, whoever it may be, tried to get you murdered 
how long would it take for me to say I'm okay with this person existing <laughs> in society? Well, let's ask Tim's wife or ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, I'm sure she wants nothing to do with, you know, the interviews and media and all that kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff. But it would be interesting to hear her take because if she forgives him and if the kids forgive him, like, I don't even know, did the kids or his ex-wife visit him in prison the whole time he was there? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Have they completely cut him off? I don't know. It just seems like in music today, his lyrics of wanting forgiveness and talking about being a good person or whatever he wants to write about. There's plenty of other music to listen to. Yeah, I think we, we especially you and I, we listen to enough music every week to just easily sweep this under the rug. <laughs> right. And because I don't want it on my Google search history, yeah. I don't want to look up how many years the lead vocalist of Lost Prophets got for what he was trying to do. Technically, yeah. he wasn't trying to kill anybody, but yeah. I almost guarantee he got way more time yeah. Than Tim Lambesis did. Yeah, and I, I don't think either one is, is an easy, an easy thing to be rehabilitated from. It's right. Uh, so it, it's so crazy. Like you would have to actually talk to like a specialist or like an actual therapist, you know, like to know what goes on in the human mind because no one knows. You know, it's every person different. So well, right. We walk around with psychopaths all the time. Yeah, like does time really just like? I mean, prison's not a good place to be. I'd imagine, but. It's not as bad as what people. I mean, if I if I was, had the choice to be homeless or be in prison, I think I'd pick prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know if I, I could. I don't know if I could go to the bathroom in front of people. With yeah, like, yeah. It's just. <laughs> I don't know how time just makes you cured mentally. You know, I just don't. Being punished doesn't make you cured. Well, a lot of people really do talk about what it's like in a prison. And a lot of people think, you know, they're like, oh, if you're a guy and you go to jail, oh, you're going to get raped and you have to join a gang, you know, whichever one to keep the peace and whatnot. And now that could happen in certain prisons for sure. But most of the time, and if you read books on it and you actually talk to therapists and talk to people, psychologists that actually know the prison system, the human mind adapts to the situations that you're in. And it just becomes a way of life. Prison just becomes your life. It's not the terrible, terrible thing that you think about as you're here in real life just enjoying your freedom. Once you're in there, you adapt to it. It's not a hell on earth. It's not constant torture No. in most cases. Now, I'm sure there are many cases where that does happen. But in general, it's not really like that. So. I don't know. It's a tough one to make a decision about. Like, we're not going to play the new song because yeah. most people have heard it anyways. So why yeah. would we play it? But, you know, do we review the new album when it comes out? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, but the next statements and statement after that, who knows what could blow up. I'm sure there's more drama to be had. Yeah. Well, look, I have a problem separating the artist from the art in certain situations. Not every situation. Yeah, we've cut off some bands from the show, definitely. Most of the time, we cut off bands because they fucking suck. Yeah. That's why we don't talk about them. But also, I don't listen to Lost Prophets. Yeah. I also have issues listening to Michael Jackson. And people might be like, whoa, he makes such great music. Yeah, but he was also a pedophile. 
Yeah. What about um? I think one of the bands that we kind of ditched was uh, with confidence. Um, oh, by the way, it's a new song today. Yeah, and I saw part of the video, yeah. and they have a weird person touching them at yeah. different times. And I was like, guys, do you not have any self awareness? Yeah. Yeah, very strange. So, yeah. yeah, I don't really want to support with confidence, just like Front Port Step. And, you know, there are other bands that we kind of don't want to support. But guess what? None of them tried to kill anybody. No, they didn't. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And they did, like, with confidence. I mean, the the member. Well, Two I guess members. members. Yeah, yeah, members. They cut one out. But, I mean, no one tried to kill anyone. Um, <laughs> right. There's just a big, there's a big line right there, and Tim crossed it. <laughs> yeah, and then look at you know Ronnie Radke. You know he was supposedly at a location where someone died. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't pull the trigger, and he might not have actually had anything to really do with it. But he was there, and he served time. Yeah. And people kind of give him a pass. Yeah, there's a lot of passes given out, and some are well bands end on much smaller charges than these so right so i guess the end of this basically is that hopefully we got most of the facts correct you know there yeah. might be you know slight variations on some of the things that we said but in general i think we got all the facts right the question that i have mostly is what was woven war thinking you yeah. know did they just realize hey because to me that's more of the quote-unquote sellout move is they realize, I think that's something that Ash kind of, I think that's something that Ash kind of said, was that Woven War wasn't making money, so they realize no matter what their feelings are for Tim, they can make a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah, dude. Do they have any moral ground? You know, did they, what what was going through their mind? What's going through their mind right now? I'd be willing to bet, write it down, that this album's going to sell very well. But the next album cycle, after this is calmed down, they will tank. That's a possibility. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. And then last on this thing, we didn't want to be... So we, as a show, don't really want to be like Metal Sucks. And I yeah. think what they did was a publicity stunt. Because yeah. when the new track came out, they wrote a whole article saying, this is the last time that we will ever mention Tim Lambesis. Yep. And it seems like just a weird band to take a stance on when you haven't done that with like a ton of other people. Yeah, there's there's worse out there. I don't know. I don't know. He's pretty bad, but uh <laughs> What's the thing? He is bad. Is he a better person now? Does he deserve a second chance? I mean, I'm sure if we made mistakes in our lives, we would want to be forgiven if we were truly sad about it if we are true if we were truly sorry for what we did i'm sure we would want second chances as well yeah it would just be one of those things i mean you gotta be such an idiot to try to hire someone to kill your wife i just <laughs> yeah you would have to be more intelligent and i'm not yeah. i'm not recommending to people hey do yeah. your research before you kill your wife no, that's not what i'm saying yep. just in general you know he probably could have gotten away with it. Luckily, he didn't. Luckily, he was stupid enough and hopped on on whatever. I know he blames steroids. I'm not sure if you can actually blame steroids for that kind of thing, but that's what he did. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think um, planning when there's planning behind something, 
Um, I think that kind of changes the whole entire steroid excuse. Yeah, it's premeditated murder. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, frowned upon. Very, very. I mean, I've seen CSI and Law and Order. Yep. They don't like frowned that. Frowned upon. They sure. do not like that. So nope. we shall see. I'm sure by next week there will be a larger statement made by the band. They'll probably do some like major interview where the interviewer doesn't know what they're doing. And you'll be like, oh, okay. They're basically saying bullshit. Yep. But yeah. I think that is the end of Ian's insights for this week. So you know what? Let's go back to the beginning. Let's do some scene news. So if you actually think that I have the time to waste on hating anyone, then I've got a little song for you to express how sorry I am that I hurt your precious feelings. Hey, you, I don't give a fuck about you. So go and be a little bitch to someone else and go fuck yourself. Fuck your bitch. Scene news time. And we begin with a story we talked about, I believe, last week where there was that fan of Ghost who passed away during their show. Now, Ghost fans have gotten together and they raise a certain amount of money for this guy. Now, I'm just trying to remember what his name was. I think it was Jeffrey Fortune, and he was 52, and he passed away during the show. It was like right before their intermission. And it turns out, I clicked on the GoFundMe, they're up over ten thousand dollars wow they pretty uh, cool yeah so what it's an odd question but you have to ask it what does the money go towards i'm guessing his family because i still think in order to bury someone or cremate them or whatever that is a cost to you that is a cost to whoever his family is yep so i'm assuming that's what this money is going towards yeah could be wrong But you can easily look up that GoFundMe page. It's for Jeffrey Fortune, the guy who passed away, unfortunately, at a ghost show. Have you seen the lineup for I Matter Festival? Oh, have I ever. Have I ever? Yes, it takes place in a county fairgrounds in in Horseheads, New York. Yeah. Uh... August 12th. So, um, how do you feel about this uh, lineup? I don't know, man. It doesn't look bad to me. It doesn't look bad, but man, it's weird. It is a weird lineup, but I think I like that anyways. But you've got Under Oath, you've got Impending Doom, 68, Slaves, Sworn In, doing Start End. Like, that's pretty damn cool. And then also, you've got Friend of the Show, The Funeral Portrait. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see. Um, Sworn In, Ian, I have many questions to ask. Uh Uh-oh. Have you seen them live? No. Okay. Because I've been told that is the worst live performance of all time. That's not possible. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday still. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, I set my friends on fire. There's a bunch of them. There's so quick, really that's bad. not possible. Yeah, that's not possible. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe they're better now. Yeah. I, I want to see for myself. I don't know. You're taking that trip to New York? Uh, not this one, no, but sworn in. They come through here quite often. so You might want to check it out. We weren't yeah. a huge fan of the last album, though. No, no. But super depressing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I do like that. I remember listening to that review with you and Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That was Jackson. <laughs> yeah, me and you talked about it on the end of the year. We did. That's true. All right, moving on. We've got a quick one about Beartooth. They have added two new members to their ranks. You've got 
Zach Huston. He is X like Moss the Flames. Yep. And then I believe you have Connor Dennis, and he is now an official member. He is their new drummer. Yep. Add them up. I mean, I'm guessing this album is coming out this year, but it yeah. might be early next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I It'll be late this year, I'd imagine. I mean, there, he's posting. he's been posting too much about it, I think. But no actual music. No, just little clips here and there. Yeah. I will tell you, though, if it comes out this year, it's going to be on the best of list. Oh, that confident. I don't think Beartooth can drop off that bad. No, I don't think so. Caleb's too good. Yeah, he's too good. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah, he won't let shit out there. (laughs) Next up, we have another GoFundMe. Two Pure to Die's vocalists had to go with had to undergo emergency surgery, apparently had some issue with his back, so they had to, I believe, cancel some shows. And he's doing well, I believe, but they obviously need some help. Musicians don't often have great medical insurance. Yeah, not usually any. (laughs) No. So that's another GoFundMe to look up if you can help him. Hopefully, you know, he makes it through and all the best to him, obviously. Yeah, and... This is another kind of related, not, I mean, it's kind of just out there story I read before the show. Remember the album we, that band we covered um, from, it's called Vox. Vosis. Vocus? Yeah, yeah, Vosis, yeah. I think. Yeah. Did you see they lost their their lead singer? He just, a vocalist decided today that um he's over music. Just what? said, nah. I'm done. Yeah. No, I didn't. Swear, he, like, he said sucks. he's done. Two two members said they're just done. That album was good. Yeah, man. Like I, I don't understand. You come off that. Gr- that was a great album, and now they're looking for um like fill-ins or uh, member changes. They need a vocalist. So anyone who thinks they can belt out some golden some golden tunes for these people, I mean, Ian, are you interested in being the lead vocalist? I am. I'm gonna leave this <laughs> shitty show. And stop doing fucking podcasts and go do what I was supposed to do, which is unclean vocals. There we go. Dave, give me something to sing right now. Uh, Mama number five. <laughs> Mambo number five. Oh. <laughs> That's not good to do when you're sick. No. But you got you to be honest. Though. That was pretty doom of me right there, though. Yeah. yeah. So I can do that. Pay him millions. Pay me my monies. (laughs) I'm joining as I lay dying. There's a couple requirements to get in that band. I'm not sure if you're aware. Oh, I have killed. (laughs) You went one step further. Yeah, I actually did it. I'm no pussy. Yeah. (laughs) And I believe last up here, friend of the show. Pharaoh Lux is doing another East Coast tour, and this time they are finally making it to Boston. Awesome. That's a great band, man. Hooray. I am very happy about it. Already on my calendar. I've already announced on Facebook I'm going. So done and done. Ooh. And once we get to that topic, um, might have purchased some concert tickets for the weekend. Oh, for the band the weekend? Not quite. (laughs) But um, I'm better than this. So look at their tour dates. And if Feralux are coming anywhere near you, I highly suggest that you go yeah. see them live. Yeah, without a doubt. It's a, that's a 
great band. I've, I actually listened to them because of the show. So, fuck yeah. And on that note, we're talking about listeners here. Why not go on to some brand new hate mail? Mail, motherfucker. All right, everyone. It is hate mail time. This is a time that you get to go ahead and write in and ask Dave and I anything that's going on in whatever you want to. Could be music related, could not be music related. This one happens to be music related. So if you don't know, and if my voice is giving out on me, I apologize. But if you don't know how to get in contact with us, you can easily do it by going to at Dave of Doom on Instagram. For Ian Hates, it's at Ian Hates Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then on Gmail, ianhates at gmail.com. So we have here a new question from Hater Lindsay. Say something happens where you can't play music from your phone, you know, your aux cord, your Bluetooth, whatever, in your car, and you have to go old school. What are the six CDs that you would have in your car for constant rotation? So Dave, I yield to you on this one. What do you got for me? See, now you would think I would pick my top six albums of all time, but I would would have to have it like different... Uh, changes in sound you know i don't want to have three post-hardcore albums and you know i would like to have a good variation sure so my first would probably be like monster flames dying things we uh live for that would probably be the most played too to be honest with you (laughs) all right um the menzingers after the party what the fuck yeah man i would there has to be a good good change here day seekers origin Okay. Um, Dance Gavin Dance, maybe their new album. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Chiodos with uh, Illuminatio. Okay. I would put in Mice Men, The Flood. All right. And now, now, hear me out. Uh-oh. Okay. This is this might might take you back a little bit here, Ian. Bad Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but seriously, it'd be Seos and Self-Titled from 2006. Ah, all right. I'm not, did, I have a name, did I name six? I think so. Which, and Chiodos, all is well that ends well. Well, you have two Chiodos? Yep. Two different, two different vocalists. I had, to, ah, I had to put them both. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I think, and thank you, Lindsay, for the question. I think with these questions, though, you do almost tend to lean to you know, your past favorites, right? Because yeah, they're the yeah. ones that have stuck around for so long, so you're not going to get tired of them. Yeah, That's kind of what happens. The same when you get asked a question like, and I think Hater Chris might have asked this before, what band would you want to be a vocalist for? Yeah. Of course, it's going to be your favorite bands. Yeah. That's just kind of the way it's going to go. But So I kind of have a mix. That's kind of what yeah. I did. So uh-huh. I've got Escape the Fate, Dying is the Latest Fashion, My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, Funeral for a Friend, Casually Dressed and Deep in Conversation, A Day to Remember, Homesick Special Edition, because you get like a shit ton oh, yeah. of stuff yeah. with that. Dance Gavin Dance, Artificial Selection. a boy. <laughs> and Bill Murray, and it's a toss-up between Banana and Solid Chub. Yeah, dude, Banana it has to be. I don't know. I think they should both go together. It's eight tracks yeah. on each. You should be able to just go ahead and do it. So, yeah, I mean, you're obviously going to like your favorites, but then 
add in a few newer stuff, you know, a few that will give you some different sound. Yeah. And lately I've been doing this kind of cool thing where, I mean, I have like all sure. my albums like categorized on here, mm-hmm. but um, I take, I make it maybe like a playlist from just 2005, all my favorite albums, you know, like, like the two best songs of each album. Yep. And it, it makes for a very interesting car ride. <laughs> I guess that would be cheating if we had mixed yeah. albums. Oh, yeah. Because I thought yeah. about just saying all the mixed albums that I made for myself when a girl dumped me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be cheating. Yeah, definitely. Plus, I've never been dumped, so. Ever. I've never been kissed. <laughs> References. Well, Dave, I think that was a good lead-in to our favorite part of the show. It's time. And by the way, thank you, Hater Lindsay, once again. And by the way, more Lindsay quit lollygagging is coming very soon. Oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. All right, Dave. It is album review time, our favorite time of the show, our favorite time of the year. We've got some albums to talk about. Let's get to them. We've got first up, Chugaboom, NTWIC Deathcore, which stands for Now That's What I Call Deathcore. And yep. it's an independent <laughs> release. Now, this is not the first time that I've ever talked about Chugaboom, but we actually, because they were an unknown band to me, until pretty recently we never really got to talk about their album their eps so this ep actually came out in 2017 but the album artwork that they used was almost an exact replica of now that's what i call music yeah which is total bullshit Yeah. yeah well of course but now sony was not very happy about that (laughs) and took that ep down pretty damn quick yeah. So they changed the artwork, called it NTWIC Deathcore, so that now they can get away with it. So that's why we're going to talk about it now. Is because, first of all, I think more people need to know about Chugaboom. Yeah. Those covers, man. Well, fucking good. They're a straight up metalcore band, and yeah. they're a humorous metalcore yep. band. So it was cool to see them do something that was outside of what they normally do because first of all they're being serious they didn't change the lyrics of these covers and then also they're doing deathcore really fucking well yeah they are man yeah so now if you're not a fan of deathcore you may not enjoy this but if you are i would recommend giving this a chance because then you can kind of transition into the metalcore album and ep that they have and enjoy yourself that way so, like we mentioned, it's a cover EP, and they cover Bring Me the Horizon, Chelsea Grin, All Shall Perish, Job for a Cowboy, and Whitechapel. Okay. I was going to say, there's, there, I was not familiar with two of the three. Two of the five, I mean. I mean, also, what I thought was interesting was a lot of times when someone does a cover thing like this, they'll pick very obscure bands. These are all yeah. very, very popular bands. Yeah, and this led me to believe, like, why haven't we seen Pray for Plagues covered that much? I mean, you would think that it's such a popular, like, 
I don't know about you, but I looked up the YouTube video of Bring Me the Horizon just to see yeah. that one, right? It's over like 32 million have yeah. watched that. It's not covered that often, yeah. And what I'm assuming mostly is that that's people going back now and being like, what did Bring Me the Horizon used to sound like? Yeah. Then they shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I thought this was really interesting. I thought they pulled off every track here very well. Not being a huge Deathcore fan, it was cool for me to listen. I wonder if there are any like die I wonder if there are any diehard Deathcore fans out there that will listen to this and be like, "Oh, holy fuck, this is shit." I don't know. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I don't really like this type of music in general. Uh-oh. I think all so. It might be shit, that, but I, I did like it. <laughs> so yeah. The point of this was kind of to get Chugaboom out there a little bit. Go listen to this, then go listen to everything else they have because they are fucking awesome. But for right now, we'll go ahead and let's do the Bring Me the Horizon one. Let's do Plagues. Here's Pray for Plagues. Once again, that's Chugaboom, N-T-W-I-C Deathcore. That's an independent release. Now we have Eye of Helix with Conditions. This is an independent release. This is Genty Progressive Metal. This is their debut album. Their last release was an 8-track EP. This is 12 tracks, though, with two interludes. And man, this is really hard-hitting. Oh, yeah, man. It is... I found this through this is a side project of a member of Dayseeker, actually. Very cool. He's in this group as well. And so I, of course, being such a Dayseeker fan, I had to go into this. And I wasn't disappointed, man. I really, really enjoyed it. And it gave me something to definitely take a break when I was listening to uh, some albums this week. Because let me tell you, <laughs> I played an album a lot. So <laughs> Chugaboom. But I went to I this know. one. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. But yeah, man, lots of great styles of unclean vocals here. I mean, I think they run the gamut between metalcore and deathcore and on and on. Plus, you've got cleans mixed in there from time to time as well. Chugging guitars, but also a good amount of change up there. You've got technical, you've got tapping, melodic, you've also got solos. I think they do a good job of really putting everything together here. The only question I would have is... I'm not sure if they did too much to really stand out. Yeah. You know, in that progressive metal kind of scene. I mean, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. But we haven't been really talking about these bands as much on the show recently. Yeah. 
and that might be why we enjoyed it more. Yeah, that's probably why. I would agree with that. I just like you just said, I, I don't know if it would bring many people in right to the to this type of scene, but um we we obviously already exist here. Of course, we are the scene. Was, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally get it. And I really enjoyed my listens through. This is not an album that is like, ah, you know, whatever, check it out, don't check it out. I really do think people should check it out. We're kind of doing shorter reviews this week, though, because we're doing something a little bit longer in a little bit. So good album. Enjoyed myself for sure. They're on the map. That's definite. So I enjoyed myself. You enjoyed yourself. Go take a listen to this for sure. Dave, do you have a track you'd like me to play? I think it's got to be the opening track. I think the Leper's Cry. The Leper's Cry it is. So once again, that's Eye of Helix, Conditions, and it's an independent release. Now we have Cat Company with their self-titled EP, and this also is an independent release. This is progressive post-hardcore, five tracks, no filler. And now this is an independent artist, Dave, but has Blue Swan not heard their music yet? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Because that was the first thing I thought when I heard them. I was like, oh, I'm going to totally write down Blue Swan Records here. Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's it's pretty fucking good, too. I mean, it was came out of a surprise for me. And especially what came out of the Blue Swan department, maybe not Blue Swan Records, but that department this week. For me to go to this one, it was it sounded somewhat similar in times. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, it's so good though, man. I especially for is this the debut? Yeah. Yes. Debut EP. So I mean, they're going the right direction, and it's a really good one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is technical mathcore, progressive, and atmospheric guitar work. This is dual soaring clean vocals and post-hardcore uncleans, but just from one lead vocalist. At least yeah, from what I it, saw in the music videos. Yeah. And it's a unique element to have. That's you, I, I didn't expect that out of them. I thought there'd be at least two. Me too. But I have huge respect for lead vocalists that are able to do that. Yeah, dude. So much talent. For sure. Yeah, I mean, they even throw in some Nintendo core at yeah. one point, <laughs> which I haven't heard for a while. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, man, I think... The real only issue with this, because I'm not even going to say it's an EP and we don't get a lot of music. Those are five very solid tracks and no interludes, no nothing. They are like, you know, four minute, five minute tracks. They don't go too long. They're just right. But the issue I think I have with this is that it's going to be plagued by the time that it came out. Yeah. It was not smart promotion 
to put it no. out the same <laughs> week as Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's always going to be an issue. So, yeah, I always like bands like this, especially the first time you listen through it, because you have no idea what's going to happen. They can hit yeah, you out of no, nowhere. Yeah. Where will this lead? <laughs> yeah. Every single single is a surprise. Yep. So, yeah, definitely recommend this. I think this band is going places. I think the only unfortunate part is they're overshadowed by the album we're going to be talking about next. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. So, Dave, what track would you recommend? Uh, let's hit it with Maroon Sweater. You're all about the first tracks today, aren't you? So good, man. Once again, that's Cat Company, their self-titled EP, and it's an independent release. All right, Dave, this is the moment we've all been waiting for, and we're going to try something a little bit different with this one. We're going to deep dive into this album a little bit more, and I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about. I could insert a joke here, but I'm not going to. It's Dance Gavin Dance, Artificial Selection on Rise Records. This is progressive post-hardcore screamo. This is Tillian's fifth album with Dance Gavin Dance, the eighth overall. Fourth. Well, unless you want to unless you want to do uh, Tree City Village, Tree City um Sessions EP thing. It would be the fifth release, but fourth album. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying there. Yeah, that's fine. So, oh, yeah, okay. fourth album eighth overall yep. because you would say ninth overall if you add that ep yeah but we don't often talk about uh, the <laughs> so nope good catch good catch thank you sir that's what i'm here for is it for catching well, you the big buck. yeah that's right so this is 14 tracks yep 14 crazy the longest DVD album if i'm not mistaken yeah no interludes no nothing just straight nope. to the point, no filler. So Dave, we're going to try something a little bit different, and we're actually going to go track by track for some of this and then do a whole overview. So Dave, yeah. take it away. I'll you know talk a little bit, but I don't normally connect albums this way. So yeah. we're going to showcase you here, make it interesting, make it fun. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. Track one, Ian, comes out swinging with Son of a Robot. They're still continuing the robot theme, you know, and I sure. think that's really cool to see. And that they usually have, you know, there's a strawberry swisher part one, two, three, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, death of the robot. Or there's the, the robots the most consistent, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a sequel because I think every 
Dance Cabinet's album has a sequel to a song that came before almost. Could, you know? yeah. Like there's one song that kind of ties into one before and we'll later get, there's one also on here that definitely goes back into like a sequel of the past, uh, say two or three albums. Um, but yeah, Son of a Robot came out swinging, of course. That was one of the singles we played. I think there was a second single that was available. Um, mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Will Swan's girlfriend had a part of this song, just like she did in Young Robot as well, I think, this, which is pretty cool. Nice. And I mean, I don't think this is the strongest song for me on the album. Sure. Not saying this is a bad song by any means, because I still <laughs> love this song. It's like, there's not much of an intro, really. I mean, this song has a like a... I don't know, maybe 10 seconds, to, then it picks up. Right. And it comes out swinging with John Mess screaming. <laughs> yes, which is great. Yeah. And unlike most, I think most of the time they would lead a little bit more careful with Tillion, like in previous, like especially Mothership. I think they would kind of ease into an album almost right. or a song. Mm-hmm. They were not afraid of it right here. Very true. Son of a Robot, big pass on my list. Ian, with this. Your favorite, or am I going to get there eventually? When you said pass, it's like you were like, ah, I don't care about it. But you're giving it a check mark. Like, yes. All right. That's yeah, a terrible. Star. It's a gold star. That's a terrible rating system. We shouldn't even rate every <laughs> song. We just go on to each song and then talk about it at the end. That would probably be yep. the best way. <laughs> yep. So let's go on to Midnight Crusade. Yeah. And this was a, the lead. Of course, we, of course, we covered this one. Yeah, of course. I think this one fits. Tillion, one of the best, um, as far as the vocal style and the melody of the song. He gets to really flex the golden pipes in this song, especially. True. I I listen to this one nonstop as well, of course. I'd maybe <laughs> probably have the most playtime in this one because it came out the first one. Right. Um, typically when the album comes out, I brow I kind of skip over the ones I've listened to already 50 times. <laughs> right, right, right. But Midnight Crusade, of course. With the music video, music video is awesome. So, true. I, I hope, hopefully, you listen, to, you watch the video. Of that they always make good music videos. <laughs> I know, dude. Nonstop. Nonstop. So then, the first new song that I listened to was track three, "Suspended." Suspended in the dis- this disaster, and I just disastered that fucking song. Yeah. Title. Here, let's try that again. Suspended in this disaster. Yes, and. So far, I'm pretty sure they're incorporated. They're putting their song title actually in the song now. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I remember that. And that is kind of a new thing for them almost to be this consistent with it. It's not everyone though. No, not everyone, but way more than what they used to. True, true, true. Also, golden fucking song. Um, <laughs> John Mess in the first verse says. Till he makes you Lego yo ego. <laughs> Said that before. Yeah, definitely a John Mess uh, lyric. And don't get me wrong, Ian, by the end of this, I did pick out my favorite Good. lyric of this album. Because I have that as well. We might. I, I'd be willing to bet that it came from the same song. I took out, I think, four okay. main like things, and then I'll decide <laughs> on which one I want. Yeah. So track four is Care. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was a third single. And this is definitely the most calm and questionable. Uh, I don't know. Okay, it's not the most calm. Let me take that Yeah, out. there's one other it, one. Yeah. 
But it, I thought this was a very interesting choice for them. Yeah, especially to put out before the album. I think, well, the third one. The four came out before, but we only got to put three on the show. Right, right, right. I kind of overlooked this song most of the time. I don't. I like this. You do? I do. I don't know what it is. I know what it is because I, John Mess is definitely one of my favorite screamers. Sure. Of course. And um, not that, I mean, Tillian's still one of my favorite vocalists, but right. it definitely feels like more of a Tillian song. <laughs> I think, to be quite honest, I think most of this is Tillian. Yeah. The whole album. Yeah. Well, besides maybe two. <laughs> maybe. But even then, yeah. he's still in there. Yeah. But definitely. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So Count Bassie, track five. Basie. Basie. Though what? it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't what matter. What the fuck? There's a, count, video. there's a Count Basie theater in New Jersey. Oh, huh. I don't know if that's what this is about, but. I don't know. The music video didn't help me at all. With no. What, what this is about. Why would it? <laughs> <laughs> this one this coming out like we didn't get to put this one on the show obviously because it came out like on like a monday or a tuesday before the album came out i think right. mm-hmm. um which is really weird to put out it was like a be so close to the release date especially with a music video i don't think they care because they have 10 other tracks so yeah they i mean and they dude they had to just rake in the album sales on this because they had so many album variants i would hope so yeah i mean I will be pissed off if this isn't their top selling album. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But yeah, Yeah. I look on this track. I was a big fan of that lead up into the chorus. I thought that was great double bass in the background. I very much enjoyed the placement of this track. Yep. John Mess in this one. I can see the orchids blooming out of your beautiful crack. Yeah. I think that's on (laughs) one of my choices out there. Oh, man. What a beautiful lyric. Do you, and I, I mean, I'm sure people out there know this. No, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, John, I'd imagine, writes his parts of the song. I believe so. Because Killian's make more sense than yes. anything that John says. Yeah. Or just Will Swan make both of their lyrics. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good point. I would love to have is, him on the show to Will's talk about like it. like the front man that isn't the front man. There is no front man to this band. Right. <laughs> Everyone knows Will Swan, but he's not the front man. I know, man. He's like the front man, and he... I will say I was disappointed. Only, only fucking thing I was disappointed on this album. I did not get a Will Swan rap verse. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I feel like they were going to continue to do, but I didn't get it. And I was kind of waiting for it. I got you. Track six, Flash. Man, oh man. (laughs) Do I say my favorite song or am I going to wait? I don't know. I think you just gave it away, but. It's not. It's my second favorite. Oh, you got me. It's my third. Whoa, hey Um, This one, dude, the chorus, I think it's the most catchy. How it kind of has that stop and go. Like music stops, picks up. It's just such a catchy way to do that. And. I think only Dance Gavin Dance can pull it off this well. They can only pull off this style this well. <laughs> right. I like how they put Tillian and John on verses together. Like yeah. singing yeah. at the same time during this song. They did that a couple times on this song. Yeah, album. it it was really refreshing to hear because it 
I feel like they haven't done it in previous releases that much. They were too split up and divided. Like, you know what verse was John's and which one was Tillian's. Right. I think Tillian even said some ridiculous shit on this album, if I'm not, mis- if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, but <laughs> just not as much as John. No, 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 never as much as John. <laughs> Ever. Um, oh, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> we should reconnect and have sex in my Lexus. And he was a racist, except for the Asian. No one really likes your dad around. Yeah, I have that as one of mine. <laughs> You're naming all the stuff that I've chosen that we were going to talk about later. Oh, yeah, I, I won't put, I probably haven't taken the best one, but man, like, it's, it, it makes a difference because you can also hear John's lyrics. Like, you can actually make out what he's saying. <laughs> Once again, production value on this is very good. Yeah. Track seven, Ian. The Rattler. My favorite song. Ah, and the heaviest on the album. Dude, any song that starts with I, ya, 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 it has to be good. <laughs> uh, there might be rap <laughs> songs that do that, and I don't agree. But yeah. I got you. I hear what you're saying. I won't even dive into the lyrics on this because, well, we'll get to that later. Oh. But this is definitely the most... People related this to Secret Band too much, and I don't... I understand it's heavier and it's definitely John more on this song than any other, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it, I still wait for the Tillion chorus. I'm not like, not like waiting for John just to go off like the entire time. Like he didn't think mothership. It was a uh, petting zoo justice or whatever like that. Um, this, this song definitely had the most acceptance speech vibe to it. Sure. Um, my favorite song off that is Demo Team. So you can see where this would be my favorite as well. Right. Um, and this is actually a prequel, uh, a sequel to, I'd imagine, The Juggler, The Cuddler, The Rattler. Ah, sure. Um, I don't know what comes next and how these are going to tie together. I'm sure they'll even put out an album next year. So, <laughs> true. This is the, I think this is the biggest gap they've had between an album, too, which is um, pretty crazy. Because it seems like Mothership just came out. I know. And that was late... Two years ago, right? Yeah, late 2016, October 8th, to be exact. Yeah, because I saw them at So What? Yep. So this is my favorite song on the album. Um, Like I said, I can't dive into the lyrics too much here because we'll get to that later. Do you do you have a favorite on this album? You're going to tell me at the end, right? No, I don't. You don't have a favorite? I don't have a favorite. All right. Here's a good topic. Track eight, Shelf Life, featuring, mm-hmm. not featuring, it is Kurt Travis. I mean, yeah, he's back and better did than the song. ever. He's back. Yeah, it, like, harmonization. Featuring Tillian. <laughs> yeah, featuring Tillian, yes. I have a lot to say about this one. This is the <laughs> softest song on the album. Yes, it is. Um, this really brought in the fans from like the happiness days. Mm hmm. I'm happy Tillion's a lead vocalist. That's all I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool to hear Kurt. It's fine. It is. But it Tillion is. is too good on this album. Yeah, and it really showed on this song to me. Um, I guess I never realized it until hearing him back to back. Could be biased, too, on that. But um, it just felt like if they had more of these songs back to back, it would have been kind of flat. And I agree. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of saving this. I'm letting you do most of the talking here, but I was blown away 
by how great Tillian was. Yeah. Having Kurt on it, it's cool. It's like a throwback. That's great. A lot yeah. of a lot of this album is fan service. There's no doubt yeah. about it. So it's cool to have Kurt there. But if you had not done that and just had Tillian sing, I would have been completely fine with that. Yeah, and did you it's kind of a sad song. Like it's Kurt talking about shelf life. I mean that's <laughs> right. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's the death sentence to yeah. a lot of bands. Yeah, and, like the opening lyric is my mistake. Thought this year would be would bring something different, and I'm the same old story. Right. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah. It. Like he almost had to have wrote this song. Um, Probably. Talking about like being killed off twice. Um, is this a sad ass dance, Gavin dance song? <laughs> it's okay though. <clears throat> That's fine. He needs yeah. to switch up, you know. Yeah, I mean, John Mess does come in about talking about wizards, but... Of course. <laughs> of course. Track nine is Slouch. Um, this song's still growing on me. Um, I think it's kind of hidden a little bit for me in the album still. And I, I do enjoy this song, but it is still growing on me as far as I can recognize it right. more than others. Sure. Just looking at it, I can't pull out much without diving, like opening the link to look into it a little bit. I don't know if there's many references in this song. I, there's a whole bunch of callbacks throughout this yeah, entire album. Throughout the whole album. I don't know. I liked the message of it. Yeah. So people I, should check out the song just for the message. Yeah. And that's unlike a Dance Gavin Dance album and so many songs that have an actual message. Yeah. What you interpret to be that message. Yeah. And. I think that's what really separated this album. Um, right. Like they actually talked about being a slouch. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's not like them to even say the word slouch in the damn song. True. We move on to track 10, Ian. Dear Lord, this song is so good. This is Tillian's best vocal performance on this album, in my opinion. Story of My Bros, the yep. poppiest song on the album, is his yep. best. I think his vocals are the best on this song. I wonder. There are a couple times where he got his voice soaring that I really enjoyed. But this is almost a pop punk song. It it could have been. And it's so like Dance Gavin Dance to come in at the end for John to openly say he wrecked the song. He said, and then I shit on every song. Like yep. this song could have been on the radio. Oh yeah. For <laughs> and sure. then John comes in. No, very true. That's very true. Yep. He says, then I remind me that I'm John. Hi, John. I like to make a mess. Then I shit on every song. This is probably the song that has been most talked about. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I mean it could be played on a bigger scale. You know, right. and that's not like them. And but it's so like them to then throw it back in your face the ending to John shitting on the song. And there's much more hidden in this song than what I can say, but sure. I, I dude Tillian's chorus his pre chorus, all of that. John Mess actually has the chorus in this song. So that's it's just very different of them. And this song is getting probably the most buzz, I would say, views-wise. Yeah. Um, Especially not being a lead single. This one should have been a lead single, I think. We move on to Hair Song. 
this is another one that's still growing on me because it actually is talking about hair throughout right. the song. Right. Um, it, it legit, it is talking about hair. Um, Very true. Not that it's a bad song. It just like just like slouch. These are the two songs I would say that I'm still growing to know and be more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're weak songs at all, but it's it's only been not even a week, so. And I already have most of them memorized besides these two. <laughs> right. That's a good sign. But um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to really pull out of this one? I mean. No, not really. It's just, good. Just It's good. Yeah. Just talks about hair. Track 12, Gospel Burnout. Um, This one's really cool because it kind of leads in with Tillian saying, don't ever meet your heroes. I think that was kind of a cool actual life lesson, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they talk about that a lot. Yeah, and it actually, the song does dive into actually having meaning. And I'm pretty sure this is the track where Andrew, uh, is it Michael Wells from Idola starts, he did the uh, guitar work and writing in this song. You mean Andrew Wells? Yeah, Andrew Wells. Andrew Michael Wells is his name. Yeah. Yep. And um, so this is where he started really contributing near the end of the album. And we're on track 11. Typically, an album would have been done by now. So that was really cool to go on from track 10 finally. Wait, didn't you say we were on Gospel Burnout? Yeah, what track is that? That's 12. Oh, we're on track 12. Yeah. On now the move. We're, yeah, now we're going to 13. Yep. Bloodsucker. Oh, what a cool song title. <laughs> Did you get the call back in this song? I think it's this one that says, oh, I don't know if it is. They say about no one's talking. Yeah. Nobody out here has been talking to Dave. That That's relates, how I feel all the time. <laughs> this relates back to like Kurt Travis days. I think the song is called Don't Tell Dave. Right. Yeah. So but that was a big callback. But let me tell you, though, a lot of the callbacks went over my head. Because yeah. I'm not, or I wasn't, the hugest fan at the beginning. No. Like, it took me a while to get into Dance Gavin Dance. It took me until the Johnny Craig drama stage, almost. Ah. And I liked Johnny, but then Tillian came, and I was blown away. Yeah, Tillian was when I really got into the band. Yeah, I would agree with that. No, but this song's incredible. Um, yeah. Probably the coolest song title, too, so... There's a vampire movie called Bloodsuckers, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> I will hope there's a music video for this song. Space vampires. <laughs> anyway. And then we lead into the final track, Ian. Evaporate. This song is Andrew Wells featuring Tillion almost. And True. Uh, Tillion, buddy, you better you better lock down that job because he's coming for it. <laughs> he's if coming any, for it. If anyone doesn't know. Andrew Wells is a lead vocalist for Idola. Yeah. And that man has some golden pipes. He does. My lord. <laughs> Dude, he, he he's really is like one of the best vocalists. Arguably one of the most underrated vocalists. And it really showed in this song. I can agree with that. And not to just go through the song. And everyone had a part in this song, which is cool. It wasn't like the Shelf Life song as much. John starts off the Tillion to... Andrew to Andrew and John, which was really cool to hear at mm-hmm. the same time. Dude, the, the end of this song, did you get all those callbacks? There were a lot. This was the song with the most callbacks, right? 
Yeah, the end they related back to I think five songs, like took yeah. like a line from each one. Yep. And the first time I heard it, not gonna lie, Ian, got got some chills. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I've heard this before. Then I heard another line, then another line. And it, it was just a perfect closing verse of a song. I mean, perfect. It's just like when Fallout Boy did it in Fully yeah. Ado. <laughs> yep. What a catch. But yeah, I very much enjoy this track for sure. I never really talk about outros that much. <laughs> well, it's a song. Yeah. Yeah. This is the final track is arguably one of the strongest vocally song meaning everything. Um right. so I mean that's that's the album, buddy. Uh Yeah, man. What tell me what you think? Where 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 does this land in your dance Gavin dance category? Like where <laughs> where were your expectations? Well, my expectations are never high. No. They just aren't. That's just the way (laughs) I am. So I knew I liked Mothership. Yeah. And then I was saying to myself, like, while I was listening to this, this is Dance Gavin Dance. So you've got the math core-ish kind of guitar work. You've got the dual screaming, cleans, uncleans. You know, John Mess does a great job, as we've said many times, with the unclean vocals. I love what Tillian did in this album. He had that raspy, clean vocal. Plus, he was able to just soar his voice so high and just bring everything together. You heard the bass in the mix. Like, they actually turned things down so you could hear the bass every once in a while. That worked. The drumming was great. Everything was great on this album. Yeah, it kind of blew me away, honestly. I mean, I expect it to be, obviously, one of my favorite albums, but... I didn't expect to really love nearly, I would say, all the tracks. There's one I'm kind of leery on, but I didn't expect that as much. You know, Mothership was, I played it, but I I can say three songs from that album can even touch this album. No, I understand that. But here, here I think, is a question for you, since you've been a fan for a long time. I've been a fan yeah. for a long time, but not as invested. Because you would probably have them as like one of your favorite bands, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think that maybe this album is so popular because they almost cut down a little bit on the chaos? Um, maybe. I almost think, you know... There were times in Mothership they drew it back too much, and it was kind of unlevel, I would say, um, to okay. go from like deception and whatever to what did I say, petting zoo justice. Like it was like it was a little too uneasy. Um, it's my favorite release by the by them hands down, and I can already say that not even a weekend. Like I'm that confident this with this album. You just yeah. went on a tangent. You're saying this album is This album is right. my favorite, yeah. But maybe the reason for that is because they seemed more focused. Yeah, and maybe that came back to taking that much time in between album cycles. Possibly. Yeah, that's a possibility. The only thing I'm questioning right now, because this is actually also my favorite release of theirs. Yeah. But I'm having just a discussion just to play devil's advocate. Because I sent you that review... That was very nasty to this album. And I don't remember ever really hearing people say such negative things about Dance Gavin Dance. 
And the only thing I thought that was interesting in the review, and I'm not even going to name it because I don't think they deserve credit. The only thing I thought was interesting was talking about how they reduced the chaos they focused in more. Yeah. And maybe that is legitimately why more people like this than past releases. Maybe. And I also think you're a fan at first listen or you're not. Thankfully, I think most people are. But I think, especially after listening to maybe acceptance speech or something like that, people closed them off. You know, I mean, and they never tried anything else further from that. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've heard through forums and stuff that, that they just don't like Dance Gavin Dance. I mean, at this point, I think it's kind of uncommon, but they're still out there. Um, I don't see how people can hate on this band. Uh, they're clearly doing what they want and saying whatever they fuck they want. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to read the review because I thought yeah. it was dumb, you know, what they were saying. But it was interesting to hear a different point of view, right? Yeah, and I don't think... Yeah, I think he even stated in the review that he wasn't ever really a Dance Gavin Dance fan. So yeah. well, he hates them. So yeah. So I, I think you can't review it that way. I think you need to be on the fence with this band to review like an honest way, or a fan and just be brutally honest with yourself. And there's not that many people like that for this band. Uh, I think it's all in or all out. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely could. But yeah, man. This album was fucking great. It's obviously going to be on the list of best albums for 2018. There's really no doubt about it because there's nothing that's an issue here. Like, it's a fucking amazing album. It just yeah, is. It's the most catchy thing they've ever put out. Yeah, it's catchy. It's melodic. It's brutal. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is when you, this is your moment, Ian. My Tell moment? me that lyric. Yep. I have mine. Better not have mine. I wrote down one, two, three. I wrote down three. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see. Which one do I go with? Which one do I go with? All right. I think I'm going to go with this one. Should Uh, I say the other ones at all or not? Yeah. Yeah. Though I bet you I have yours on here, so I'll skip it. You will. I'll skip it. It's from The Rattler, right? Yours? No, I did not take it from there. Oh, okay. Then I can say it. All right. I like the Rattler part. Asses, asses, asses in battle. (laughs) Die, 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 you bad apples. Asses, asses, asses in battle. Use your face like a dumbass rattle. (laughs) Use your face like a dumbass rattle. (laughs) Then I have the story of my bros. There it is. Oh, then I won't say it. All right. (laughs) You, You can have that one. You can have that one. So I'll go to Flash. Yep. Now that winter's over and you got an apartment, I think about the times when we shaved our armpits. And she was gracious, knew we were wasted. I wish we had more of your mom around. The big city life is getting busy and hectic. We should reconnect and have sex in my Lexus. <laughs> and, and he was a racist, except for Asians. And no one really likes your dad around. But that is not my favorite. I don't know why I like this one the best. I have Bloodsucker. I figure that was another ass-hard ass part. My coke's inside the bloodied rag. I'm in a stats class smoking backpack pie chart with a grove of muddy greaser bees. (laughs) I have no idea what any of that means. 
No. That's why I chose it because I had no idea what they were talking about. Yes, and I'm gonna you're gonna know mine, but go ahead. From story of my bros, I'm smoking weed out of a pussy filled with money. I like this. <laughs> there you go. Oh, very very good. For anyone that doesn't know, and we kind of alluded to it before, but Dance Gavin Dance have a lot of crazy weird ass lyrics and. Most of the time, you can't get meaning out of their songs. You can interpret whatever you want, but in yeah. most cases, you can't. In this album, it's a little bit more direct. Yeah, definitely Tillian's parts. John is definitely still John. For sure. No, for sure. <laughs> That's but what I love about it. Overall, I don't think you need us to tell you to check this out. If you haven't checked it out, you're new to the scene, or you were in a yeah. coma, or yeah. I don't know, but it's just awesome. It's going to be on the best of our, you know, 2018, so don't worry about that. But now, the question is, Dave, which track do you want to play? Oh, no. I think Flash should be the best one to showcase everything they have. All right. Once again, that's Dance Gavin Dance, Artificial Selection on Rise Records. Now for June 15, we have Culture Abuse, Madball, Mayday Parade, Spine, Anthony Green, Spotlights, Dead Girls Academy, and State Champs. Now, you did say Anthony Green. True. Now, Ian... I do take much pride in not falling asleep during the show. Oh, I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Snooze we probably fest. won't be reviewing that one. No. I but albums to look forward to. So, and I say because we still have more to go and my voice is giving out and I have to do another interview, let's go ahead and get to new <clears throat> Wow. <laughs> let's go ahead and get to new songs. If you think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass! So we'll do that, Einstein! New song time, and we begin with Thrice 
The Gray on Epitaph Records. Now we have Vain, Doom Tech. The album Arizona comes out June 22nd on Closed Casket Activities. Now we have Holy Gold, Poisoned Wombs. The album Everything Needs Something, I Need Your Light, comes out July 1st. Now we have This Wild Life, Katie Ray. The album Pataluma comes out June 22nd on Epitaph Records. Now we have a new cover by Our Last Night. This is The Middle by Zed. Now we have Crossfaith, The Perfect Nightmare. The album Deus Ex Machina comes out August 8 on Unified Records. Now we have Roseview with Haze. The album The Misery in Me comes out August 31st on Tragic Hero Records.
Now we have Madball, Rev Up. The album, For the Cause, comes out June 15 on Nuclear Blast Records. Keep looking, searching, see what you find. Don't fall for nothing, don't fall in line. Use your own mind to change their own mind. You are the truth, you are the truth. Revel, revel, you are the truth. Now we have Devil Driver, Ghost Riders in the Sky. This is a Johnny Cash cover. The album, Outlaws Till the End, Volume 1 comes out July 8 on Napalm Records. Now we have the agony scene, The Submissive. The album Tormentor comes out July 20 on Outer Loop Records slash Cooking Vinyl. Now we have Boston Manor, Halo. The new album, Welcome to the Neighborhood, comes out September 7 on Pure Noise Records. Now we have the new one from Trove. This is Foster. End with Bell, Reverence, on Tragic Hero Records. Whoa, Dave. 
new songs. What do you think? You know, Ian, Dave. the the songs they 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 couldn't handle the albums this week. I'm afraid, but I texted you about this. I hate to start a debate, but I'm going to. I don't like Thrice, Ian. I just don't like them. They've turned into a lower class Foo Fighters. It's like an old man's boring band. I just <laughs> so boring core. That's what that is. No, it's not even core anymore. It's just no. radio rock. Boring. That's what but, it is. Look, Black Honey is a great song. It it's a good song. I'll give you that. And it's just nothing really sticks with me other than the really old stuff. Right. I don't know. I I, I just I'm missing I'm missing the hype around it. And I'm having an open mind about it because I wasn't a fan, like a diehard ever, but I also recognize their older stuff and appreciate it. Right. So I, I, I'm just missing something there. So I apologize for all the thrice hate that could be coming with the album. This is your warning. Sure. We won't uh, do this it. Wildlife put, off, put out another song they've put out a hundred times already in their discography. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Let's talk about The Sleeper this week. The band Roseview. Yeah. So good. Man, that's a good song. Yeah. And it starts out a way that I would not think it would. Nope. That's such a different song for them. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to um, their album that comes out August oh, yeah. 31st. August, baby. Woo! It's crazy when we talk about August albums. I'm trying to work some things behind the scenes. Oh, hint, mm-hmm. hint, hint, hint. Yep. There's some shitty fucking songs on here, man. Yeah, dude, um, let's not even talk about them. Okay. What's even you. the point? I mean, <laughs> the only thing that I want to make fun of, I guess, is that Jinx song. Yes. Because it's one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever, like, I'm not even playing a clip on the show for it. That's yeah. how bad it is. Like, if you guys want to go watch one of the worst ever bands then yeah. go check out Jinx. Yep. There you go. We, but I don't even want to have fun with it because it's sad. Yeah, it, it's a horrible video too. What's weird is though their comment section yeah. is all positive. Huh. Yeah, which is so weird. Like you'll go to a Dance Gavin Dance one and there'll be all these people bitching. But yeah. that has tons of positivity. <laughs> very, very strange. But uh. honestly... Like, I love the Roseview song. I also like Bell. Yep. I thought Bell was good. That was an interesting take. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from them. I liked Boston Manor a lot. Okay. I, I was going to say, it's one of my first Boston Manor songs I've enjoyed. Oh, really? You need yeah. to go back to their previous album. Okay. Yeah, like, listen to that tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, you're going to really like that. And you're going to see why this was, like, along the same lines, but maybe a little bit of an evolution. Yeah. Yeah, worked out really well. And as a slower, soft song, I enjoyed the Trove song. Yeah, I I did. I really enjoyed the Trove song. You know, it's never going to be Vanna, but it's not supposed to be. No, but I think we we invested some time in their EP a long time ago, and we weren't really into it as much as I was this song, I think. No, there was some good stuff there, but it was a very, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was four tracks and didn't really show the band that well. I think yeah. this shows the band better. Definitely. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's Davey Muse's side project. Yep. Or full project now, 
I mean, he yeah. just does tons of stuff. So I think you just call it a side project. Yeah. And then really the only heavy track that I liked, because I really didn't like many of these singles. I didn't really care that much. Same. The agony scene. That's yeah. because I like the agony scene. Yep. So I like that they were able to go away for so long, come back and still sound great. Yeah, definitely. That was one of the other highlights. And there wasn't that many highlights this week. So we were too invested in some albums. So no, very true. And really still looking forward to a lot of, you know, new music and everything. But really, I think, especially because my voice is definitely giving out, I think it's time to end the show. All right, Dave, end of the show time. Do that thing you do. Yes, sir. Until next week, we have next. Uh, also, next week, I'm kind of find it weird that two uh, big pop punk uh, albums are coming out. It's like a showdown, so I'll be excited for that. Mayday and State Champs. Oh shit! Um, yeah, give us a follow, like on uh, Instagram, all social media fo- platforms. I'm Dave of Doom on Instagram. Uh, send us some hate mail. I uh, really appreciate it, Lindsay's question. Um, it was actually hard because I just wanted to pick my top six favorite. Right, exactly. <laughs> I can't do that. I promised Mike and Adam I was going to send them a, uh, a a well drawn out list of my top albums of all time. So and that's going to take me a long fucking time to get together. Why don't you not do show prep for other shows <laughs> and save that for when we talk about it? But, I don't know if I can get you to do a top 100 albums episode, Ian. <sighs> so hack. And but, I don't, and normally, yeah, and by the way, it, I'm not calling them hack because I like them. Yeah. I would say in general, though, I don't like lists like that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, but I found an actual way to honestly rate something, you know, because I mean, in your mind, you, you rate everything, but you never actually put it up, pin on paper. Hey, this song is five out of five. And you go through an entire album, see where it lands up. It, it's kind of cool to do. Because you get more honest with yourself without even realizing it. <laughs> Possibly. Yep. So make sure you uh, like, share. I think Ian put a couple hints in this episode. Um, that Roseview thing has me a uh, little on the edge. So <laughs> I know we're talking about it. So that means some shit's going to backfire. Sorry, Ian. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Till next week. Two punk pop punk albums I'm actually excited about. Yep. And also, just today, actually, when we're recording it today, I released the brand new Ian Hates Conversations, Mike Felker of Convictions. Really enjoyed that one, so I hope you guys do as well. We have more on the way. I already did it, so I guess I can say it. We've got (laughs) returning friend of the show, Lakeshore, but this time with Ben and... Their new vocalist, Stephen McCory, who used to be the lead vocalist of Exotype. So, obviously, I asked the big questions of both of them. That'll be good. Now, the one that your mic, your recorder shot out on, is this one of them that you... No. No, that's... I am redoing that this week. Okay. So So making sure you got it back. Yeah, yeah. He was a great guy, and he understood. It was just I've never had anything like that happen before. But what I'm worried about now is my voice. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. I don't know why I'm sick. I was hanging out with someone with a cat this weekend. 
Yeah. And I'm not normally around cats, so yeah. it's a possibility. It's like an allergy thing that I didn't know I had, but yep. whatever. So I apologize once again to everyone. I don't like missing shows. If you want to get in touch with us, Dave of Doom on Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, one word, Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and then on email, ianhates at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to everyone who supports. Like I said, you have no idea what it means to us. Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a dick. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So I'll